and welcome to the Big Review Ski with Owen, with Rory, and this amazing tune. Rory, why are we playing the amazing theme tune, the Night Rider, in the background? I uh, was that what you, is that what you're is that what you're attempting to sing or hum there? Yeah, let's do it again. So class, do it again. Yeah, it's good. I isn't it? I, it's actually this is not a joke. It sounded like um, <laughs> the Karen O song at the start of the girl with the dragon tattoo. You're pretending like I'm cool and I know those kind of references. Oh, Listen, I know sorry, the Night Rider yeah. tune. Maybe, and that's the maybe, extent of maybe it. some of our audience is cool <laughs> and gets that reference. But it, it actually, if you listen to, can you do it again? Do it again. Okay, yeah. No, this is like a clip from that Karen O song I just said. Oh yeah, the Night Rider tune. I know it. It's identical. Uh, yeah. So I don't know why we did that whole bit. It was a very long bit to get to us uh, talking about a movie called Night Ride. Two separate <laughs> words, starring Mo Dunford, uh, Irish actor who we actually had in the Reviewski Studio. In person, in the flesh, face to face, close proximity. None of this half second delay. Did he hear my question? None of this like being concerned about laughing in response because if you laugh, then you might laugh over the question and then you can't hear what they're saying. None of that Zoom nonsense. It's nice just to be like proper. <laughs> I was I was laughing at your your line there earlier. Thank you. Um, none of this. None of this messiness. Dirty. So it was great just to uh, have that again. But also uh, his new Irish movie is essentially, do you remember the Tom Mo- Tom Hardy movie, Luck? Yes. And he's in a car and he's got a lovely jumper on and uh, he it, the camera is just basically facing towards him and he's ringing different people throughout the whole film to sort out his own personal problems. It's essentially that, except Mo Dunford's character in this is trying to get one last big drug deal done so he can go legit and start a proper business. But everything around the drug deal he's trying to get done kind of goes to shit. So he has to think on on the fly. And the whole film was actually done in one single take as, Amazing. as well, which is technically very impressive. And it was all shot up in Belfast um, over the course of a single night. So, yeah, you're going to hear from Mo now talking about that movie um and he was also recently in the texas chainsaw massacre which has opened him up to a new audience out there which we also interesting talk about uh right at the start of of the interview so uh so yeah that's the long answer as to why you've been badly humming the team song for night rider <laughs> Nothing bad about it. The mm. lyrics are amazing too. You mentioned Tom Hardy in Lock there and his amazing jumper mm. game. Moe's jumper game in this. Is there is there is there a jumper? Is he is he wearing a nice jumper? I need to know about the jumper. I don't think there was or is. I think it was more like layers of coats. It was cold. It looked looked cold. Eight and, coats. And it was nighttime and it's Belfast, so I imagine. It's Belfast it was, is freezing. Yeah, I'd say it looks I, from memory it was coats. Nice coats, though. <laughs> really nice coats. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, this is uh, Mo Dunford in the revamped version of the 1980s hit TV show, Knight Rider. So he plays David Hasselhoff. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Sure, why not? Okay, anyway, here's Mo on Joe on the Big Review Scheme. <laughs> 
Mo, how are you doing today? Good, Rory. Good to see you, brother. You too. Long time. Uh, a few years. In person. Yeah, nice, nice to in person years. conversation. Great. Um, we will get to, and I've already warned you, we will get to the uh, important stuff <laughs> the in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to bring up the I Like to Watch show. Yes. Trixie and Katya are two of the biggest international drag queen superstar entertainers around. So I discovered. So I <laughs> had a moment of national pride when yeah. they focused their attention on you <laughs> on their latest episode. Did you did you see it? I did. Well, you know, you messaged me, so uh. I saw it, and I was um, surprised of that well, Tuesday waking up. But hey, it's embrace it. It's a compliment. Two lovely dames. Oh, yeah. It'll probably make walking past the George a bit more interesting on a Friday, Saturday. But hey, it's all, it's all good. I think it's, it's opened, <laughs> opened you up to like a, a, a different international audience. For There's a whole person. other world out there, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... You've got Night Ride coming out? Yeah, tomorrow at Diff. Yeah. Uh, at Diff, and then and this week on, on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. And this is going to sound, uh, however this might sound. So this could be Ireland's answer to Locke. Right, okay. Which would make you Ireland's answer to Tom Hardy. Well, geez, completely <laughs> different movies, but God, I'll, I'll take that. The Irish version of, yeah, what, a, what an amazing movie Locke was. Yeah, yeah, like I think just... It's, yeah. uh, like, I assume it was made during lockdown. It sure was, yeah. And it's almost a perfect fit for a, a lockdown movie because you know the, the lack of interaction, so it helps, you know, the people making the film in that regard. But for you, where your interactions were kept so minimal to anyone else in the film, <laughs> was, that, well, like, was it completely different? Tom Hardy was blessed because he had Andrew Scott and all of them back in the hotel rooms doing the live response, you sure know, did, on yeah, any yeah. given night. Uh, I was interacting with a CD player for half of this movie. So that was isolation in itself in the car for those couple of weeks. Um, but you know how it all came about was I was up in Ivy Fitness uh, four years ago. I met the writer, Ben mm-hmm. Conway. I'd never met him before, but I'd read a couple of his scripts. One set on a bus, one on a freeway, one, you know, a man, a rock in a hard place. And uh, we became good buddies. I loved the man, and we started chatting about projects and we made a short and um, when Diff is over I'm going to do our next short with him but just how it all came about trying to stay collaborative in in, in the pandemic mm-hmm. I remember we were in the gym one time we were in, in, in Ivy Bat you know uh, that podcast will love this story no we're two of us no, <laughs> <laughs> where's this story going and you know we talk about stories and he'd say do you like Locke I said I love Locke I love the performances I love how it's one guy who has a mission, has to get it done. So the pandemic hit and he had this in his back pocket. He mm-hmm. had um, Night Ride. And then Stephen Fingleton came on board and it's the dream team, you know. And then they say, you yeah, want to do it in one shot. So uh, that was that. <laughs> See, that was, I guess, like behind the scenes, people, I think, might have an idea of like, you know, there's hidden edits somewhere. Like, like there's huge films like 1917 where sure. it is presented as one shot, yeah. but I think audiences are clued in to where, like, hidden edits might be. But for this, yeah. was how, how did they present it? How was it presented to you technically? Oh, technically, just get in the car, drive, and uh, I'll see you at midnight. <laughs> uh, shoot a feature movie every day for six days, so we shot six feature movies. Um, and we meant to shoot more, but one of the locations got shut down because it was a week before the riots and we had, you know, bottles being thrown mm. at us and uh, threats of our cars being set on fire. So it was quite intense and the out, outer atmosphere kind of permeated into the, sure. into the budges 
tense last night dealing, you know. And just in terms of your own kind of energy, because it's it's all night shoots. It's yeah. all. I'm yeah. assuming it must be late enough where you're not stuck in traffic. Oh, there was no traffic, thank God, because yeah, yeah, the streets yeah. were fairly scarce, which helped his the character's journey in a way, if you want to get deep about it. But it helped me practically, so I didn't crash into anyone. But for just <laughs> like constantly doing night shoots, are you just like, oof, I'm at the end of that week, like knowing one wrong take, one wrong line, you'll have to start again potentially. Yeah, you, you turn it into your friend, you know, and all the problems became your friend. And like, mm-hmm. well, we've probably 10 minutes left, and we could talk about the problems which we encountered, but the main problem was, I, you know, we'd spent a year already in a pandemic, and the alternative was I could be twiddling my thumbs back home down sure. in Waterford. So when they present the job, the job is the job, and all of the problems make it. So you go, right, it's one shot. Okay, it's midnight, but you're working with a great team. And at the back of your mind, the character's arc, and he's doing these things for love, and he wants to leave behind his past life, and he wants to move into a life that's more positive and leave all that living behind. And that's something I could get behind, and I think the audience can. Mm. And we had a crew who were all about the script, you know, and Stephen Finkelton, he's, uh, he's a visionary, visionary director. Now, like, it was even, there's some beautiful uh, cinematography, even yeah. though you think for most of it, it is the camera on the hood of the car, I guess, is looking at you, but there's yeah. some times where the camera comes out and they, they make the city behind you just look beautiful. There's a shot, I think, of like the H&M cranes yeah. towards the end, and yeah. I was like, oh, that is gorgeous. <laughs> right, Like, yeah. you couldn't plan that. Belfast looks amazing, and it's natural light, and it's nighttime, and very influenced by Michael Mann, and there's mm. references throughout yes. the script of Thief and Heat, and uh, H&M looked great. looked like really, something really out did. of Heat. Yeah. And the docks, and... Uh, it's almost like you go on a tour. Come on a tour of Belfast with Mo for 25 miles, 90 minutes. <laughs> See the Titanic quarter. Yeah, because I think it was only when I seen you go past the Titanic Museum, I was like, oh, we're in Belfast. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And then from then on, I was like, where else do I recognize? So yeah. it was this beautiful kind of tour of the city. And you yeah. can see there were some parts where you stop off and I was like, this, is, <laughs> this could go either way. Yeah, and, and one did. of those was, and I'm curious because... When I watched it, it was, I just had so many questions, so obviously it's great that I get to ask him. The, the police stop. Yeah. Was that an actual police stop? Yeah. Right, because his face is blurred. Yeah. So you obviously didn't get permission or maybe to, to have them in it, but I was, that was an actual police yeah, stop we in the middle Yeah, we didn't of, know he was going to pull us over, Rory, you know. And yeah. It would never happen on your average day, but then it hasn't been the average two years, has sure it, Sure, no. You know? So again, you embrace it and you, you, you train like for a month on Zoom and a very collaborative process. You train and prepare for anything that could go wrong. <laughs> but then that's all well and good in theory, mm. but practically when you're doing it and, uh, you know, you're operating CD tracks and you're, the PS and I are pulling you over every night of the week. And sometimes the lucky accidents make the movie. Yeah. And they give a burst of energy and adrenaline. Because it was, doing that movie was adrenaline filled. I got sort of, I kind of lived off the adrenaline. And it was hard to come down for a few weeks afterwards. But I think that policeman, he, he sort of makes the film in a way. He played along with me. You know? that, like, that scene in itself was, for me, I was like, this is genius. If, <laughs> if, this is, if I'm understanding it the way I thought it did, when that, it was an actual stop. 
he, yeah. he was doing what his job yeah. and you as an actor are doing your job and yeah. reacting in the way that you think that character should. Completely. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, how, how, like, I don't know how it happened, but it happened. <laughs> but it happened at the perfect point in the movie. Yeah. You know, it was like magic. Yeah, and the back of your mind is like, please pull me over. On other jobs, you're like, I don't want to get into trouble, but on this one, come on, pull me over. <laughs> and you know that Stephen Fingleton, who's holding the camera at that point, you know he's, come on, pull me over, pull me over. He's sort of, he's sort of like um, the stories you read about in movie magazines or about the making of 1970s crime flicks. Mm -hmm. Did that really go happen? And Stephen's one of those directors where he's a, a can-do attitude. Anything can happen. And you, you roll with it, and you keep going, and you stay in character. So no matter what mistakes happen, stay in it. You know, so that was exciting. <laughs> it really was. Like I, I was, it, like I said, it was just, it was, it was such a. I think I was, I was watching it actively anyway. But when that happened, I was like, oh, <laughs> like it was that feeling of I don't know what's going to happen here, and it was just, it was great to, to get that in in that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have it. We yeah, have absolutely. It. There's yeah. other takes where Jared Jordan uh, gets pulled over, you know, and you can see me passing by, seeing oh, right. him and going, "Good luck, buddy." Was, that's on you. That's on you. Later. <laughs> It was like kind of doing theatre in a way, because you wish your castmates good luck, have a good run, mm. see you at the end. Uh, really special cast, you know, because they follow you for the whole thing and they're supporting you, you know, interacting with three real people. Mm. <laughs> and they were amazing, amazing actors. Well, I was looking over IMDb, mm. and this year marks your 15 year anniversary from your first IMDb entry. Wow. Which is, I've got it here. No way. The Hidden. Ah, yeah. So that was 2007. <laughs> yeah, so I was in fifth, fifth year. <laughs> uh, so officially 15 years in the business now. And we've spoken a number of times before. We've we spoken made, for yeah. Rosie, which wasn't just like one of my favourite Irish films of the year. It was one of my favourite films of that year. Yeah. Uh, and it was the same with Michael Inside. It's just yeah. fantastic. Uh, so you seem to have like a divining rod for picking these projects that people love and talk about. Right. But here we are 15 years in. Like, yeah. what is it now that kind of gets your juices flowing, saying, this, yeah. this is what I want? Mate, after these two years, you know, I have no plan. I have no control over what happens. And mm. I'm happy with that. I've had an understanding where I can't control the randomness of what happens. And I'm kind of happier that way. I mean, the hidden was sort of low budget thing we did for nothing when I was 17. Never really saw the light of day, but the randomness of then my brother introduced me to Texas Chainsaw when I was 16, being over in Bulgaria during the first lockdown, just random little things and I'm grateful for. Seeing what happens, mm. Rory, you know. I've no plan, you can't plan these things. No, sure, yeah. You know, I, when you start to plan them, that's when it starts to get a bit, uh, not fun. Yeah, you know? I'm it, just grateful. it could lead to disappointment. Yeah, 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 I'm grateful for the things and that I've got to work with some lovely, great directors and, you know, we just want to keep going, be, as, be the best I can, you know. Well, I'm happy you brought up Texas Chainsaw because I did message you while I was watching it. You, did, like, you did, you did. You did. You got an incredible death scene. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. You were the first person actually saw it and text me. I was like, know? oh my God, your death scene's incredible. Because um, this is the only clip of me they showed in the international trailer as well, you know. So. Spoilers. You're kind of like, well, you know, you're like, I won't be sharing that with me, folks, or your family. <laughs> Thanks, lads, for sharing that. Uh, but to be killed in such a fantastic fashion in oh, such yeah. an incredible uh, horror franchise, yeah, like that's that's a book that's bucket list stuff. It is, like, it is to you know be hanging out with Leatherface and Lockdown One and uh, 
fighting them and seeing what a company like that is and seeing the, the differences and the similarities to the Irish films. You know, it was my first American uh, film. There's kind of stories of how I was brought over there. And it was, you know, the boys who we were sitting down to chat about four years ago was the Tovas that brought me over there mm. originally. So I owe them a lot. I, I owe them one. And um, it was a, a lesson and a learning lesson but in how things evolved there. But it was also a lot of fun playing that sort of character, you know. Because the time frame has changed from the 1970s to suddenly it's millennials coming in. Oh, sure. And I really enjoyed um, playing an old school Texan because I love the Texans. You know, they get a bad rep in films. I didn't want to play like Hillbilly. No, yeah. You know, I enjoyed it. And, you know, the death scene. <laughs> that scene's great. And the accent was great. Oh, yeah. Because, I, again, I, it's something that I think Irish actors are so adept at. Like, people can't seem to nail the Irish accents, right. but the Irish actors seem to be able to nail okay. whatever accent they want, which yeah. is a real talent. And I didn't want to be that guy, the Irish guy going over there. Um, but the anonymity of nobody knowing what you're about and not knowing you was fun. Mm. No, being on a set where I knew no one and the Bulgarian crew were amazing. But um, the randomness as well, like when I was in the Gaiety years ago and I'd go out for a smoke with me best buddy. <laughs> and you know, we'd be having a smoke and he was like, I guarantee you, mate, your first movie role in America, you'll say the words, you ain't from round here, are you? And I was like, get out of it. And I came back from a hiatus in Texas two weeks not shooting, and there was a rewrite in the script, my character's introduction, and I said, you're not from around these parts, sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh lads, we can't, we can't, that's two on the nose. Fate is just mad, you know, the randomness and stuff. And just one last one, uh, between Texas Chainsaw, and it's great to see this new movie, Night Road, getting pushed out on Netflix as well, because it will open up both this film to a wider audience, yeah. but also yourself right. to, a, to a wider, because like it's, practically two weeks where there's two big releases on the platform. Yeah, it happened in. really coincidentally, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I guess off the back of maybe Texas already, like how have you had, like are your Twitter followers to the roof? Are you getting stuff in, more stuff into your agents? Is a certain it, element. Are you getting... <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, <laughs> I stopped wearing checker shirts for a while, but um, well, no, uh, yeah, there's been, been a few and uh, the character's gone down well. And uh, that's all you want is to play the characters, give it your all and see what happens. But again, I've no plans. Mm. Um, Night Ride is something I'm really proud of. You know, the team involved. Um, knowing that it came about so randomly from meeting a friend in a gym, being great friends where you collaborate. I personally love, you know, Northern, Northern Ireland has been very good to me with The Dig and Dublin Murders and and meeting Stephen, work has come through via the North in a weird way as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I love working with a director like Stephen, trying to, um, in a pandemic, for low budget, one camera, small team, trying to show young filmmakers what's possible with a low budget and sort of push the boundaries of what Irish film can do. I enjoyed that. Fantastic. Mom, <laughs> thanks so much. Thank you, Rory. God bless. I have a lot of time for Mo Dumford. I really, really like him. I know, like his first, um, what was his first film? Was Patrick's Day, wasn't it? That was one of his. That was the one that kind of was like, holy moly, yeah, this guy's good. Put him on the map for sure. Uh, and then because uh, I loved Michael Inside and Black yeah. Forty Seven and the parties, so like he he picks. He's I know he's done Texas Chainsaw Massacre recently as well, but he he seems to have just this real affinity with kind of Irish 
productions as well, um, which is lovely to see and building up this really excellent repertoire. And then obviously uh, this brand new one as well, uh, Night Right. Yes. Without without the er at the end. Or the silent K at the start, yeah. (laughs) All right, so there's actually no... Okay, now I'm... Why didn't you say all of this at the start? So when can people see Night Ride? They can see uh, Night Ride on Netflix uh, from Friday the 4th of March. Uh, It had its premiere at the Dublin International Film Festival this week. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, it's it's nice that a film like this is launching on Netflix because it's going to immediately put it to kind of an international market, much like um, Texture Chainsaw Massacre did last week. So in the space of two weeks, he's have he has like these two releases that will kind of open up the world to the talent that I think people who already love Irish film and Irish TV are aware of with Mo because he's as you mentioned the ones you mentioned those movies but I also loved like I thought The Dig was great I thought Rosie was great um there's some stuff that he's been a part of that is fantastic so if this helps kind of you know shoot him further up into the international stratosphere then that's great and the more drag queens that you know focus on him the better it's that's how, that's that. when you know you've made it when the drag queens when the drag queens are like <laughs> this guy that's when you know because those, they're kind of a big deal, aren't they? Oh. Like in terms of like, like, yeah, imagine people just, you know, being interested in you and loving you. That, that, that really would just be a wonderful people. feeling. Really famous just people finding, with lots of money. Find, want to know you. more about you. That's, that's the dream. That's your dream. Yeah, <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> Mo Dunford living the Rory Cashin dream. Okay, good stuff. Night Ride coming to Netflix Friday the 4th of March. I am looking forward to, with it being predominantly set in Belfast, uh, people mixing this up with Belfast, the film. Mm. I'm thinking this is Kenneth Branagh's uh, biopic of kind of growing up uh, during the, the late 1960s and stuff. So that, that should be good fun. Yeah, not to be confused with the Jamie Dornan movie, uh, Katrina Balfe, Night Ride. Oh, yeah, I love that. God, would you send me a link for that again? The other one got taken down. Listen, we'll chat to you next time. Don't forget to subscribe to The Big Review Ski, and we love you all very, very much. See you next time. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.